When my husband and I were newlyweds, we lived in a little town called Fort Defiance on the Navajo Reservation. And Fort Defiance was so small that the people who lived there walked pretty much wherever they needed to go. And in the evenings after work, we'd get together, and we'd have pickup games of soccer, or we'd gather at someone's house for dinner. And when times were hard, like when my, my, my neighbor Cezanne was on bed rest for several months, we all stepped up and we brought meals and music and books. And it was a very tight community. In 1990, we moved back to Alaska and we settled in Anchorage on the hillside. Instead of walking everywhere, we drove our car. And our main interactions with our neighbors were as we waved hello and goodbye and clicked the garage door opener. But I never forgot that first neighborhood in Fort Defiance. And as I was driving around the city, anytime I'd see a neighborhood that looked like it had this community vibe going, I'd pull over and get out and knock on people's doors and ask them if they would sell me their house. <laughs> but no one did. And this went on for 10 years. Then in 2011, I was at Tidal Wave Bookstores and I found this book called Creating Co-Housing. This is a how-to manual for people, non-developer type folks, to go about building their own neighborhoods that were designed around the idea of supporting and encouraging people to be in community. Co-housing neighborhoods have the houses clustered and the cars are kept to the periphery. There's a common house for potlucks and there's oftentimes shared things like a kid's playroom or a shop where people have tools so that not everyone has to own their own snowblower or table saw. This was an epiphany for me. I, I was just so excited about this idea. And I started talking about it to anyone who would listen. And most people thought this is a great idea for somebody else, not for them. Then one day, I got a call from this woman named Terry. And she had been traveling around the lower 48 in Europe, visiting co-housing. And she thought it was a great idea too. And she said, I'll do this with you. So Terry and I joined forces, and we put on a Getting It Built workshop, and more people got involved. And we formed a company, and we came up with this great name, Raven's Roost. And we're going along, but we didn't have any land. We didn't have a place to build this project. And we talked to lots and lots of people around Anchorage that own property. We looked over the whole city. And um, some people just thought this was hilarious. I mean, this is a crazy idea, you know, the land, the, the people who own the property. And others were just really irritated with us for wasting their time. And then one day, I was driving up Abbott Road, and I saw this gorgeous tract of land uh, next to a little farmhouse. So I pulled into the driveway, and I went up to the door and I knocked. And this is February, and the door opened, and this little white-haired woman with wire glasses opened the door. And she looked at me, and the first thing she said was, honey, it's cold out. Would you like to come in and have some tea? Oh, would I ever? I was so overcome. I looked at her and I said, I would love to have some tea. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> She looked at me and she said, 
okay. <laughs> so I went in and I had tea with her at her dining room table and it uh, turned out that she and her husband owned the property next door and they wanted to sell it. So that was how we found the land. At this point, we had about seven households in Raven's Roost and we were working on getting more when one day my phone rang and it was this man named Tom calling and he was calling to tell me that he had been interested in co-housing for a very long time and that um, he did know where the land was because he lived across the street. And he and his wife, Marilyn, wanted to be residents in Raven's Roost. And by the way, he was an architect and she was a midwife. Well, I thought, holy tomatoes, man, who is better to help us deliver this project than an architect and a midwife? So Tom and Marilyn came on board and we had the land. And at that point, it felt like the project really took off. The next thing that we had to do was get approval from the city, from the planning department, at a, and that involved going before the Planning and Zoning Commission at a public hearing. And in preparation for that public hearing, we had uh, to do a number of meetings with the community council and present our information about our project. As it turned out, that president of that community council was very nervous about our project. He was much more comfortable with the conventional type suburbia subdivision, and we were not doing that. We were building 35 homes that were clustered and the parking was to the periphery. But he was so nervous, he wrote a letter to every household, a snail mail letter to all the households in that community council, advising them of our hearing and encouraging them to come and express any concerns that they might have. When we got wind of this, the Ravens all put our heads together and we decided to write a letter of our own. And in the spirit of community, we thought we will deliver it. We will go door to door and introduce ourselves to the neighbors. This was in 2012 and that year we had a ton of snow. But we all bundled up, climbed over the snow banks and went door to door introducing ourselves to the neighbors and telling them about our project. Well, the night of the hearing, um, this was the first week of January, we had our hearing, we all, um, all the Ravens ended up at the Lusac Chambers, and that night the room was packed, and it was standing room only, and we went in, and um, I wasn't sure when we went in with all these people there if it was going to, you know, if we are going to get creamed or what, and um, our case got presented, and they took public testimony, and there were people who spoke for and against it. And then we got grilled by the Planning and Zoning Commission. They had a lot of questions for our project. And then they voted. And as the votes were tallied, um, it became clear that they had unanimously approved our project. And when they did, this room just erupted in cheering and clapping. And it was just this amazing moment. And three years have passed, and we have 24 households in Raven's Roost. A great builder on board is the Peterson Group and First National Bank of Alaska stepped up and helped us with construction financing. And we're looking forward to moving in this time next year. And that is what the power of community can do.